1: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Monday. It's May 31st. It's 2021. It's Memorial Day, and we are here to talk the nine-game MLB slate. I am joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06, Will. How's it going, my friend?
2: It's going well. Uh, Glad to to be here again. I mean, it's full-on. MLB, uh, I, I mean, this. I, 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 let, let, first of all, let me be honest here. I have just quit investing in uh, NBA DFS. I just, the, the playoffs this year, just, I, I just, I don't have it. It's, they're all over the place. Scores are all over the place. I think guys are getting back adjusted to maybe fans being back in the stands, maybe having a little bit more. For, I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I just closed it out full-fledged MLB, and I'm excited about it. So this, this is going to be a fun pod.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely ready uh, for this slate, but I think we need to take a second and obviously, you know, just mention Memorial Day is to honor the men and women who have died on duty for our country. I mean, you know, we we pay respects, and everyone should pay respects for those people on Memorial Day and um, definitely, you know, keep all those family members um in your thoughts and prayers each and every day. So, um, we wouldn't be the country we are without our military and, um, it takes a brave person just to be a military member. So, um, yeah, just want to take a second and do that because it's the right thing to do and it's how I feel. Um, so yeah, man, I have, I have a lot of people throughout my family that have been military members. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah, this one, this one, this, this, this holiday always hits home um, because it is a holiday and we are, we are here to, you know, honor and respect and pay our respects and celebrate those people, um, you know, for you know giving their lives to our country. Um, well, nine games, you know, moment of silence is done. And um let's get into it, man. We have a fun sure. slate. Um hopefully your weekend went well. Hopefully everyone's weekend went well. Um good weekend in NASCAR for me. So um coming off of that, you know, the race just kind of finished and we're jumping right into baseball. So we start this one off with Minnesota at Baltimore. We're gonna cover the nine game early slate. Um, you know, that's really where all the big tournaments and everything are. There's that three game eight o'clock slate, but we're going to cover the 9 game early slate it's uh Minnesota at Baltimore we got Barrios and Lopez facing off in this game this game's currently sitting at a 9 total and Minnesota's a 160 favorite um any issue any interest here in Berrios?
2: yeah i, I don't hate Barrios today at 9400 facing Baltimore uh i'm expecting maybe a little bit of a banged up lineup i i don't hate it for sure um you know, I, I I think this is a spot where he could, uh, you know, absolutely, you know, get some Ks here. And so with, with that being said, you know, when you look at this lineup, this lineup facing righties, uh, 21% K rate for Mullins, 23% for Galvis, 21% for Mancini. Now Santander and Franco at 16 and 15, but then you get down here, Wilkerson 27, Stewart 26, Pedro Severino 22. I, I think there's some Ks here. So, You know, I don't hate it, you know, uh, he hasn't had, I think, the season that maybe we felt like he was going to have, maybe in terms of the Ks, you know, when you look at it for this season, he's at a, uh, oops, sorry, switched to Matt Shoemaker, I mean, I I don't know how that happened, but must have clicked it by accident, but he's at 27.5, 3.59 extra. Uh, but the problem is he, he's a little bit lower than lefties and lefties have been giving him some problems. So, uh, but I do like him here. I think this is a good spot for him.
1: Um, yeah, I think, okay, here, here's the thing, right? I, I'm just going to go out and say it. Burns and Kaepernick are my two favorite in this oh, race. Oh yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> for sure. So
1: I mean, so sure. Maybe as a tournament play, to get off of those guys, you could do that. But Baltimore has enough lefties. You know, Barrios very good against righties. He struggles against lefties. They're going to have Mol- Mullins. They're going to have Galvis, Santander. Uh, Wilkerson should probably be in the lineup. DJ Stewart, even though he's like a strikeout power guy. Wilkerson, big strikeout rate as well. They have enough lefties in this lineup that I think Barrios at – Maybe, like, 79 would have been super interesting. Bavarios at the 3rd highest price pitcher on the slate is tough for me to get there. Um, and then Lopez on the other side of this game, I mean, just no interest. I know Kepler's out um, and, and Buxton's out, but overall, um, it's still a good Minnesota lineup, and it's good enough where, I mean, you're not playing Lopez in this spot, right, Will? No. Yeah, I, I just... I mean, this is a guy that is more of a pitch to contact guy He wants to generate ground balls. It gives up a ton of hard contact. Minnesota has, you know, four or five, almost six guys that have high fly ball rates this season um, against right-handed pitching. And even looking back to the start of last season, a lot of fly balls in this lineup. Um, Let's talk Minnesota bats. Anything standing off to you here?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think this is just going to be a full on stack for me, Stevie. I don't, you know, I'm not scared of Or Jorge Lopez, you know, I do understand that, you know, he may be slightly okay or slightly better than we give him credit for. But on the season, you know, 4.5 when I expect walk rate at 10%, you know, hard hit rate 34%. I mean, nothing too crazy, but I just, he he's not a very good pitcher. He's just got some high heat and, and a little bit of lack of control. And I think if he walks too many guys in this Minnesota game, he's going to be in trouble. So uh, I, this is just a full-on stack for me.
1: I mean, nine games, um, I think Minnesota is definitely one of those stacks that we're looking at on this slate. Um, yeah. No secret here. And it's it's really the guys that you would think of. You know, Cruz, Sano has a big-time fly ball rate. I know he's a big strikeout guy, but – we have Lopez and Lopez, is the guy that wants to pitch the contact. So if he pitches the contact to a guy like snow and ha- he's not going to generate a lot of ground balls against a guy like snow. So, um, you know, it's, it's the main guys, it's the main pieces here for Minnesota. Um, yeah, you know, curl off at 4,100 you can play him at first base or the outfield. Um, he's another guy, very small sample size, but he definitely seems like he's tr- going to get the ball up in the air. And this is a dude that, Everything he hits seems like it's going to be hard. So um, any interest in the Baltimore bats here?
2: No, nah, I think I'm going to pass. I mean, I will say, you know, as we've talked about it, you've mentioned as well, sneaky. It is a sneaky spot for the lefties. It is a sneaky spot for the lefties. But if you, you know, you just had to ask me straight up right now, they're not a team I'm going to be invested in.
1: Yeah, it's more of, like, if you want to play any of these cheap lefties and, like, you are maybe, like, end up in that range of, like, um, Mullins or Galvis or something, sure. Um, DJ Stewart, if you just want to chase, like, that home run, I, I get that. Um, but overall, like, I'm not stacking Baltimore here. Unless Barrios becomes, like, massive chalk and you are wanting to get some leverage. Like, I would think he – like, I don't think he's going to be chalk, but I think he'd be bad chalk. Um, if he is chalk, so I would definitely stack against him if he's chalk. But I don't expect him to be chalk. <laughs> For um, sure. if any of that made sense. Tampa Bay at New York facing the Yankees. It's Rich Hill. It's Jamison Tion. Uh, this game's currently sitting at a eight and a half total, and it is a straight up pick'em game. Um, any interest here in Rich Hill?
2: And I don't know after after that massive a uh, Rich Hill call on our last five. Uh, I, I may need to be looking at them. Yankees haven't been playing well. Uh, Rich Hill's 8800 Stephen, Steven, I'm even more afraid uh, in this spot. Price is coming up. Um, I don't, I, I'm not playing Rich Hill today. I'm just not doing it.
1: I mean, this guy just put up 30 against this team a couple weeks ago. Um, the ceiling is there for Rich Hill. Um, I mean, he's probably going to give up a couple runs here, no doubt about it. But I mean, the strikeouts are still there. Like, it doesn't matter this guy's over 40. He's still striking people out. And (laughs) you look, you actually look, the Yankees are going to go like super right-handed heavy here, like super right-handed heavy. Like, they might have nine righties in this lineup. And we know that Rich Hill is a reverse splits pitcher. He has been throughout his career. And, I mean, I don't think he's crazy again, I like these other guys that we've already mentioned in this price range more. But if Rich Hill is going to come in at like 5% on a nine game slate because he's facing the Yankees, sign me up. Like, you know, Stanton, Judge, Ursula, Sanchez, Frazier, all these guys have strikeout rates over 30%. Um, you know, obviously, LeMayhew is a very good hitter against left handed pitching. Stanton and Judge and Sanchez, these guys have massive power against left handed pitching. But I mean, I don't think this is the craziest idea. And even if you like, look at like just 2021 numbers, I mean, judge and Sanchez have power, but this team has been very lackluster against left-handed pitching this season. I really don't think Richel's crazy. Um, I do not like him as much as I did against Kansas city the other day. Um, and that really worked out. So, um, Jamison tyon on on the other side of this game, any interest in tie on here?
2: Oh, man. I think, you know, with Tyon, in my opinion, it would just be a price play because clearly, you know, uh, his pitches, you know, they've been up some games down some days. I'm going to assume he's been in some high leverage situations here recently because I haven't seen the games. But I mean, I think if you're just looking for, you know, 15 to 20 points, you play him. Uh, But he's not at the top of my list. Uh, currently with pitching if he would if he just fit in I wouldn't hate it but I- I'm not rushing the roster Jamison Tyon on this league
1: I like the fact that Tyon got um, a few extra days here like he's on seven days rest coming into the start so whether or not that means 95 plus pitches I I feel like it's a reach to think Tyon's going to go like a hundred pitches. I think he's maxed out at 99 this season He threw 95 against Tampa earlier this season. The strikeout ceiling is massive here. Tampa is one of the highest strikeout teams against right-handed pitching and left-handed pitching in baseball. It's really, it really comes down to do I take a shot on Tyon at 7,300, knowing that the pitch count could be anything from 80 to 95 um, on a nine game slate with, I would say very limited type of options in this range. I think you do consider taking a shot on him today. Um, I, uh, will, I will say this. For the most part on this slate, I think it's double barrel SP, to, SP like, starting pitchers today. I'm paying up as much as I can. Um, but if I was going to go down, I think Tyon would be one of those guys on the list.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, and and that's why you know I think we're on the same page, which is why I said, man, if maybe this maybe it ends up in a lineup where I stack my bats and I've just got enough left because clearly I would play play him over Cueto and probably over Chris Paddock at this point. Um, but I'm with you; it, it's it's double barrel spend up for the upside today, no, no question about it.
1: All right, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Tampa bats?
2: Uh, I mean. I think if so, at least for this season, uh, he hasn't been as strong against righties as, as the lefties. So, you know, maybe you kind of look out over the landscape and you say, okay, you know, who are some power righties that I could plug in? Oh, there's Randy or Rosarita, but ah, he's 6,100. Don't feel so great about that. Uh, You know, you got Manny Margot out of there. Is he going to crack the lineup? I don't know. Um, So, you know, one of the hottest catchers in baseball, Mike Zanino is a righty. I do think Zanino's sneaky on this slated catcher, catcher uh, in terms of right-handed power. So he would be a guy that I I'd probably feel uh, when I, and, and most comfortable is probably a loose word, but uh, feel okay about in this lineup. Cause I do feel like he's probably got one of the better chances to send one over the fence. Uh, but that's about it. I'm not, I don't really want to play much tie-in, but I'm also not rushing to load up on Tampa Bay, if that makes sense.
1: I mean, they're too expensive to really be rushing to stack them in this spot. They're going to be, like, super yeah. low-owned just because of the pricing. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not playing Tampa at these prices. Like, sure, you could one-off, like, Lau or Meadows or Rosarina, but I'm going to respect tie-in in this spot and just the Yankees' bullpen on top of that. These guys are too expensive to stack them today. The other side of this game, if Rich Hill is not pitching well, the Yankees are cheap. This is a game in Yankee Stadium, a day game in Yankee Stadium, and these guys are all cheap outside of Aaron Judge. He's six K, but everyone else on this lineup is under five K. If even if you're playing Rich Hill on some teams, I think you have to have Yankee stacks on the, this slate.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, anytime I can get my boy Gio or Shella under four K. <laughs> He's thirty nine hundred. I think that's a fantastic price. Lemayhu at forty nine, Sanchez forty three, Stanton forty two. You know, Andahar's twenty nine, Clint Fraser twenty four. I mean, like you said, they're cheap, um, and I think that's the reason you play the Yankees as much as I don't want to play. Rich, it's these weird conundrums we're in right now, Stephen. With this game, I respect the pitchers enough to not stack a team, but I also know we could probably go home run hunting with some of these one-offs and and, and squeeze a dong or two out of it.
1: We keep chucking along here. We got Philly at Cincinnati. Um, No, oh, there is a total. It it popped up since we started. It's eight and a half. It's kind of a a slight favorite to Cincinnati. It's Vincent Velasquez against Wade Miley. Wade Miley coming off of a foot injury. Um, Everything that I've kind of read about him is he's good to go. Um, So, we'll kind of have to see, but he threw 114 pitches in that no hit game. And then didn't really look great in his next two starts. And I mean, one of them was in course um, and then he faced the giants and he didn't look great in that game. I think Wade Miley in, in Cincinnati's like, all right, let's recoup from that 114 pitches and let's get you back underway here. But uh, let's start here with um, Vincent Velasquez. Do you have any interest in him in this spot?
2: Oh, man, the K rate this season, Stevie, 29.4%. And when you hear that, you're thinking, man, this, that's exceptional for the price. But, you know, he's walking guys at a 14.4% clip, XFIP at 4.61, you know, giving up a whole lot of power to righties, whole lot of power to lefties. Ground ball rate is good to lefties, and that's on the season, but. I just I don't think I can do it, man. I I, I do like him, but at 8400 on this slate, there's no way I'm gonna play him at 8400. I can just squeeze on up to Rich Hill at 88, squeeze up another you know uh, 700 and play uh, Caprile, and I just so he's just in this odd no man's land, and I I don't feel comfortable enough with the numbers to roll him out. So it's going to be a pass, but I do like the K rate, but I, I can't get on board with everything else.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, the strikeout rate is fantastic. The price tag kind of stinks. Cincinnati is a good lineup. Vincent Velasquez kind of struggles a little bit against righties. Um, and I mean, Suarez, Castellano, Stevenson, and the two lefties at the top of this order, Nykuen and Winker, like all these guys are hitting the ball well. Um, so I think it's a tough matchup for Velasquez. Um, don't love the price. Wade Miley on the other side here. I mean, like the bottom of this order, not great against lefties. The top of this order, really good numbers against lefties. So I. I'm probably going to make Wade Miley prove me wrong here, but um, I don't have a ton of interest in Miley.
2: Yeah. I'm not playing any way. Miley, like just he gets the X button, the X button.
1: Yeah. I mean, Miley is a good real life pitcher. Like there's no doubt about it. He does a great job generating ground balls. Um, You know, he ran really pure in a no hit game and like, it doesn't shock me. So, but he also had like eight strikeouts in that game and that's probably going to be a season high for him. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go out on a limb, not really going out on a limb, (laughs) but I don't like this spot for Wade Miley. Um, but like I should like the Philly bats more, but I don't love them. I I like the ballpark, but I hate the pricing again. Like these guys are so expensive.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. And just to go back to this Wade Miley scenario, I would probably go plus, minus five thousand that Wade Miley doesn't get eight strikeouts again this season, and that's uh, that's a big lumber. But I, I I'd be more than willing to get in on that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he is gonna for the most part limit the damage. Uh, he's not gonna give up runs every game, and by runs I mean massive runs. I'm saying you know five six. You know he gave up eight in Colorado. We're gonna give him a pass. He was in Colorado for the most part. I don't think he's giving up more than four. You correct me from I'm wrong, Steve. But I, think, I don't think he's given up more than four outside of that. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. Not really, not really interested in the, in the Philly bats, uh, but also not interested in Wade Miley. Another one of those
1: weird conundrums. Um, um, Yeah. Like, I mean, like you can really like look at Hoskins, Ramuto McCutcheon in this spot. Um, all three of these guys exceptional against left-handed pitching and should be looked at here. So, I mean, they're definitely in play. And then, I mean, the reds are cheap. They're like, like the Yankees today. Like this is the great American small park and we're getting Nick Castellanos is when one of the best hitters in baseball this season, hitting 360, 12 home runs at 4,500 winker, another guy that has just been phenomenal this season. Like the reds are too cheap today.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm with you. And I was trying to look up these numbers here, but uh, you know, in terms of this fastball, Castiano's got a 333 ISO, 77 percent hard hit rate. Stevie, that that's insane. Uh, if anybody's going to hit a home run from this team today, it definitely feels like Nick Castiano. So uh, he he's going to be a favorite tournament play of mine, um, and I don't think he'll get crazy ownership today. He's forty five hundred, Stevie, and I know. I know you mentioned the pricing, but forty five hundred. He's got a really good chance at, at, a, at a superb game today. One of my favorite plays on the slate.
1: Um, I mean the Reds. Like I said, I just the Reds are cheap. I mean, I don't want to yeah. like overthink the spot. They're just too cheap. Uh, Detroit at Milwaukee, we got Alexander against Burns in this one. Um, I mean, I don't see a total out for this one, but I, I think it's going to be heavily favored, heavily favored to Milwaukee. Um, let's start here with Tyler Alexander. I mean, this is let's, – let's just call it what it is. This is going to be like a full-on Detroit bullpen game.
2: Yep. Not playing any Alexander.
1: Uh Corbin Burns, number one, one the, I mean, like, don't <laughs> overthink, don't overthink this spot. Corbin nope. Burns should be 12K against Detroit today and he's under 10K. Ninety nine
2: hundred. I-, I couldn't believe it, Stevie. Uh I- I'm speechless here. Uh, I-, I think Corbin Burns having a rough out in the last game has helped us get him yet again at a discount. And I guess we're going to call this uh, the, DeGrom, uh, the DeGrom line. If this was Jacob DeGrom in this spot, Stevie, I'm almost positive he'd be 12 5 minimum. Do you think that's fair?
1: I mean, any pitcher with this type of strikeout rate against Detroit should be over 12k.
2: Yeah, I so bottom line, Burns is the number one pitcher on the slate for, for, this, for this slate, he's number one. Just play
1: him. Yeah. I mean, don't overthink this spot. Don't even care how popular he's going to be. And sure, you could play game theory and go, oh, well, if he doesn't put up 25, I mean, you just play him. I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to overthink this spot. I, I usually play, you know, three three-ish teams each day, and I will be playing Burns on all three teams. I'm not overthinking this one. Um, I have zero interest in the Detroit bats.
2: Nope.
1: Make that really easy. Um, I mean, Milwaukee is cheap. They're getting a bullpen game. I mean, I don't hate the idea of playing some Yelich and Adamas and Kane and Garcia. Navarez as a cheaper catcher. Shaw, if he's in there as a cheaper, you know, type power guy. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, let me say this. We've got some stats on the Detroit bullpen. I think this is incredibly important for this game. We've got the bullpen when they're they're up by five and the bullpen trailing by five. I'm just going to roll with the idea that perhaps they're trailing by five. The bullpen has a 5.17 XFIP, 21.2% K rate, 8% walk rate, 41% ground ball rate, 38% fly ball rate, average hard hit percentage of 40.3%. And and the bullpen is really struggling against righties with power. Two seventeen ISO three fifty seven Woba. Uh in my opinion, Stevie, this feels like uh a really good spot for Milwaukee in this bullpen game. I, I like it a lot.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I mean Detroit bullpen's not great, so definitely a spot that you should be looking at on this slate. So San Diego at Chicago taking on the Cubs. No total in this game because it's the night before and we never know what the wind is going to look like. We got Keegan Thompson against Chris Paddock. Um, Any interest here in Chris Paddock?
2: I want to have some interest, man, but it's all based on where uh, I think the trajectory that we thought he was going to be on. And I want to ask you a serious question here, Stevie. Do you think Paddock is the next Giolito where he just has this season where he struggles and then finally he figures it out, comes out, and maybe, yeah, he's going to give up some runs, but the K upside is there, so forth and so on. And the reason why I'm asking is because his numbers just aren't good right now, Stevie. Overall, I'm seeing for maybe where we thought he was going to end up, they're not good. He's got a 4.61 XFIP, 20.6% K rate. You know, he's a guy I thought was going to be in a 27 to 28 range, maybe an x flip of around 3.5. I'm not playing him on this slate, but just wanted to get your opinion personally about where we think Chris Paddock ends up because I thought he was you know, a pretty good prospect.
1: I mean, everybody kind of expected Paddock to be way better. Um, you know, this guy came out, I think it was 2019 and just – was striking everybody. I think his strikeout rate was around like twenty seven percent. Walk rate was around five percent or something along those lines. It was real like he had a phenomenal um, coming out party. And I mean, we just really haven't seen the same stuff. The strikeout, the the walks have stayed down. He, he's still yeah. good with command, but like hard contact has gone up. The strikeout rate has gone down. Swinging strike rate has gone down. I mean. I'm concerned like I could, I could throw on a Jersey and go dominate Milwaukee. And like, he wasn't even able to do that. um, Last start, like his best start of the season is against Seattle and you could throw on a Jersey and go pitch against Seattle and do well. So, I mean, I don't think I will play him in this spot. If Rizzo's not in the lineup, obviously that helps him. Um, You know, Rizzo's dealing with a little bit of a back injury. I know he didn't play Sunday, I mean, if that happens, maybe, but I mean, it looks like it's going to be good hitting weather in this game, not like crazy winds or anything, but good hitting weather, mid seventies, six to eight mile an hour winds blowing out. Um, I don't see myself using Paddock here. And this goes back to like the conversation of where like Jamison Tyon has that like strikeout ceiling. And I don't think Paddock has that strikeout ceiling right now. Um, so, you know, that's where I would look more in this range. And then on the other side of this game, I mean, Keegan Thompson, this really, again, sets up to look like it's going to be some type of bullpen game. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cubs announced like a different starter um, for this game, and um, we just have to kind of adjust for that. Um, For sure,
2: sorry. I was trying to get my mouse and my, my cursor wasn't coming so I could unmute myself. Uh, life and times of Will and Stevie.
1: Technology is great. Um, <laughs> we, have, we love it when it works right. Um, I mean, let's talk bats in this game. You know, San Diego getting a Chicago bullpen type of game. Um, I mean, Tatis and Machado are kind of expensive, but the rest of the stack is pretty doable here. Um, especially if you start looking at some of these cheaper pieces like Will Myers and stuff. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to San Diego?
2: Yeah, I love this team today, man. Don't even hate Eric Hosmer. Do we remember when Eric Hosmer was in Kansas City and he was kind of the guy that we never wanted to play? Then I, then I think Eric Hosmer, didn't he go to Colorado for a year, for a season? I think I think that happened, Steve. I'm almost positive I'm right. Ended up in San Diego, seems to have found somewhat of a home uh, you know, had a really interesting season last year with COVID. Like he was just playing, not playing, playing, not playing. But he's actually one of my one of my you know one of the bats I, I like here. Uh, hopefully, Jake Cronenworth can uh, wake up a little bit, in which you know he had had a pretty good game today. Um, so hopefully, he can carry that into this series. And those are kind of some of the guys that I like. I mean, Profar is a guy uh, that I like to play as well. Um, how much is Profar? Oh, he's thirty nine hundred. So yeah, he's definitely one of those, uh, just kind of glue, uh, um, stat guys because he's never really too expensive at thirty nine hundred. This spot, especially if the wind happens to be blowing out, um, this is going to be a good spot for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I think San Diego nine game slate. Uh, we have plenty of bats on this slate you know we've already yeah. talked about like three or four other like really good stacks today so like today is gonna be just like all right who could who could I kind of fit in here it might be a day that you don't like even like fully stack and you just kind of have to go like um you know, three 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 two um type stacks I think that's what like I will probably end up doing a little bit more just kind of looking at overall pricing and stuff because Again, Will, I'm not sugarcoating this. Like, I'm playing Burns three out of three. Um, and whether you go Caprian or Radon, like I mean, you're double barreling pitcher today, and we'll get into that a little bit more here in a few minutes. Um, let's go to the Cubs. I mean, if Rizzo's out, I mean they're so expensive. Like Bryant's expensive, Jock Peterson is expensive, Contreras um is expensive, Baez is over five K. Like, I mean I don't trust Paddock to pitch great, Um, but, I mean, it's just like, all right, Cubs, what's going on? Or DK. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah,
2: IDK is correct. Stevie, I feel like every time I play the Cubs, these are my results. Chris Bryant hits a home run, and nobody else does anything. Those are my results as (laughs) as I've played the clubs the whole year. It didn't matter if the wind was blowing out in good pitcher bad pitcher i play the cubs i'm like oh yeah this is it chris bryant hits a home run i'm like all right we're, we're in a groove here and they score four runs and i mean it's just, it's just been awful so i i do think this is a spot where the cubs can get off i don't trust chris paddock right now but i also don't trust the cubs i think this is just going to be a stay away outside of me playing some san diego bats
1: um, yeah, we got the White Sox and the Indians. Carlos Radon against Cal Quantrell. Um, no was total. You was know,
2: the- San Diego? Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure he was.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, yes. and, like he's another guy that's probably not going to pitch deep, but we'll get to that in a second. Carlos Radon here, um, on the other side of this game. I mean, this is a guy that has good upside. Cleveland coming off of a doubleheader on Sunday. I mean, you know, he's 10-1 for a reason. He's been one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball this season. His stuff looks fantastic. It doesn't look like it's a fluke whatsoever. Um, Like, the Chicago White Sox are sneaky good. Sneaky good. They got a really good one-two punch with Giolito and Carlos Um, And, I mean... What's hiding here, Will? This guy, is, he, he's been absolutely fantastic this season. 38.5% K rate, 17% swing and strike rate. I mean, what's not to like about him?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, what's not to like? 3.27 X flip too. So, I mean, it's been fantastic. And what I did, Steve, I actually dug up some numbers on Rodon because I actually wanted to just kind of go back and see the trajectory and so and and we know he did get hurt for a little minute, but if you look at his 2019 season and what he did, right? It's not that far off. It, it's not that far. And so maybe he's rounded into his own, he was walking guys a little bit more, but he still had a 29.1% K rate, 4.13 xFIP. I'm saying that so people can understand he didn't just magically get strikeout stuff, right? He's always had the juice. And so I like him today um, you know, this might be a spot where if you can get him alongside Burns uh, and make it work, that might be a good idea, only because I think people, uh, in my opinion, and I could totally be wrong, but I think the, the, the common build is going to be Burns and uh, Kaeperlin. That's kind of my idea of how I think this could go. And I think you could get some leverage on the field with Rodon and, uh, and Burns together. All that to say, really like uh, uh, uh Carlos Rodon this late,
1: I mean the bottom of this Cleveland lineup pretty bad right now um I mean the top of the order you're really just worried about a couple guys, so and like Rosario is lefty lefty um so I mean it's it's definitely a spot that Carlos Rodon should just go out and dominate um Cal Quantrill on the other side of this game, I mean we pretty much seen a cap of what we what to expect from him. He threw 42 pitches against Detroit. Pitched well um, in that game, but again, he's just he's not really stretched out. So even if he gets up to like 50, 60 here, I still don't think this is a spot that I'm playing him. White Sox lineup is is really solid. Um, I mean, they strike out a lot against right pitching this season, for what it's worth. But I still don't see myself using him.
2: I won't be using him either, man. No way.
1: Um, White Sox bats I mean I think they're they're in play Um, I don't like them as much as other stacks and they're just as expensive as other stacks so I mean it really comes down to if I'm going double barrel pitcher I probably don't end up stacking the White Sox here
2: yeah for sure I don't hate it you know uh Quantrill hasn't really you know been that great overall he's got a 17.9% K rate 13% K rate to righties um uh, 24% K rate to lefties, not a whole lot of plate of appearance, plate appearances, 67 to righties, 45 to lefties, but Hey, he's still in the mix. If I go back and pull his uh, combined season numbers, right. Uh, a little bit better, a little bit higher K rate, um, you know, but still, still similar Stevie, 15.2% K rate to righties, 28% to lefties. So, I, I think this team is in play, but like you said, they're expensive, but they're going to be very contrarian. This this is definitely a spot I could see trying to play some White Sox.
1: It's never fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it isn't. Like, you think about it, it's never fun.
2: I mean, I, I, Mercedes at 54 is just – that's crazy to me, but okay.
1: They're so expensive. Um, as far as Cleveland goes, I mean you can always play Jose Ramirez. Um, it'd probably be more of like a one-off, but I don't see myself using any of these guys.
2: Yep. Negative.
1: We keep on keeping on. We got LA Angels against San Francisco Giants, uh, Cueto against Bundy. Any oh, interest wow. here in Cueto? No. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Um I mean, Mike Trout's still out, and this lineup is still not the same with Mike Trout out. But, I I mean, Johnny Cueto, uh, yeah, he's just not a guy. upside? where's the upside?
2: Yeah, he's just not going to go out
1: and give me enough. I mean, I'd rather take a shot on Dylan Bundy at 7K because Bundy's at least going to get me negative 5 or 20.
2: (laughs) That's exactly how this is going to go. It's negative 5 or 20 season for Mr. Bundy has he regressed and gone back to Baltimore? I'm trying to figure this out because I thought LA angels, Dylan Bundy uh, was going to be a lot better than this long-term. And I mean, it's been recently like he's kind of been getting blown up and, and, you know, so when I see spots like this, D.B., what it really makes me want to do. And and I'm not sure if you guys, it really wants to make me try to pull up trends and say, Hey, what's going on. Has something gone wrong? with Dylan Bundy that I don't know about, right? Because clearly over the past few weeks, it has just not been good. I mean, not good at all. Well, I pull up the trends. I said, okay, what's going on? When I look at Bundy, Stevie, uh, data versus the, the yearly data, I don't see anything that's crazy alarming. So, but I still can't play him. I still can't. I still can't play him. He's seven k. I I do think I'd much rather play Jamison Tyon. Uh, I think I'm going to leave Bundy on the shelf uh, today because I don't. I don't feel like I need him. But I totally get it. If you had to choose between him and uh, and Cueto, I'd absolutely go with Bundy.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, Brandon Belt being out of this lineup obviously helps a little bit. Um, I, again, like. Anybody that's listening to the podcast knows um, just I'm, I'm very high on the giants this season. I think they're very good um, just in general. So, I mean, I don't hate the giants in this spot. It really depends on the lineup that you roll out, man. Um, They had a weird lineup, but I think it was more of, they were facing Kershaw. Um, I expect Dickerson and Crawford and Posey and these guys to be back in the lineup for this game. And, you know, I, I went backwards in this game, by the way. I talked about the home team and everything, um, so I've messed myself up. But, I mean, Crawford, he's having a great season, Will. He's 3,800. We don't have a ton of great shortstop plays on this slate. We do have some guys that you can kind of pay up for, but, you know, Crawford, 11 home runs on the season, having a good year. Um, some of these San Francisco bats, like Dickerson 3K, are a little bit cheap, um, you know, to look at.
2: Yeah, for sure. I like San Francisco as a stat um people just haven't been playing them but they've been putting up runs man um so you know this is a team i'm going to or i would like to get involved in like you talked about i mean yeah you know Yaz is 5100 uh brandon Belt's still out but i mean i don't feel like brandon crawford should be 3800 here you know and, and i know you talked about him you know i know he had an offer you know against the dodgers and an offer on the front end of that but overall he's been pretty productive this season so um he, Crawford may be one of my favorite shortstops at 3,800, whether I stack this team or not. Um, you know, Dubon's been getting play in time. You know, maybe Solano, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Um, but o- overall, I do like this team against Bundy. I, I think this is a good sneaky stack as well um, on this slate that's full of, you know, what seems to be pretty good power offenses
1: um the angels i mean Otani's always in play super expensive walsh is always in play he's kind of expensive too um fletcher has zero upside justin upton's 3500 he's always a guy with some power um those would kind of be the three guys that i'd be looking at if i was going to play the angels here i concur we keep on moving on we got boston at houston um eduardo rodriguez against your Kitey. Your Kyde coming off of a shoulder injury, um, but sounds like he's going to pitch. He threw three and two thirds innings in a rehab start, 63 pitches in that start. So um, let's start here with Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, Will, when we're looking at pitching on the slate, it's kind of shaky. Um, Eduardo mm-hmm. Rodriguez is a guy that has some ceiling, but I mean, it's a lefty against Houston. And I mean, this is one of the tougher lineups in baseball to strike out with left-handed pitching. And, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez has some upside against both lefties and righties, but I don't know if I trust him necessarily in this spot, but I don't know if I have to trust him if I was playing, like, 150 teams.
2: 150, yes. Uh, But in terms of single entry, no. I am not trusting Rodriguez in this spot. Not, Not against Houston. Can't do it. Won't do it. Shout out to Mike Singletary.
1: Um, Your Kitey, I just don't think your Kitey is going to pitch deep enough in this game. 63 pitches in a rehab start screams like 80 pitches to me um, in this one. And your Kitey is somebody that like could potentially pitch well against Boston. I mean, depending on the lineup, there could potentially be a lot of strikeouts in this Boston lineup. If we get some kind of clarification And J.D. Martinez is still out of the lineup. I mean, that's where your Kyde could potentially be playable? I I still
2: don't want to play him. I I don't. I mean, look, we could be wrong. He could come back and pitch well, but I, I don't want to do it. Can't do it. Won't do it.
1: I mean, yeah, but, like, on the Boston side, it's, like, if J.D. Martinez is still out, I mean, it's not like you're lining up to play bats against him. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. I, 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 you know, m- maybe they would love to have Mr. Ben and back. Right about now, I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, I get it, man. I mean, I, I totally get it. I just I don't. It's one of those weird spots. Don't want to play Boston. Don't want to play. your quiddy. quitting. That's the stance I'm going to take.
1: Um, Houston bats. I mean depending on like if Gary L's back or whatever um, Bregman's kind of cheap Altuve's kind of cheap Correa's kind of cheap it's like these stacks that seem like they're in decent like platoon spots today seem like they're a little underpriced sneaky
2: spot for Houston right now I do like this team uh, now I may not be able to fit them because of my approach right you know I am planning to you know play both expensive pitchers, but you know, they've got this kid, uh, you know, McCormick, he's been playing. He's been hitting the ball pretty well. He'll probably be in the lineup. Uh, We know Kyle Tucker's going to be in the lineup. Lefty lefty, but man, has Kyle Tucker been fantastic, Stevie. Is he the new Michael Brantley? Somebody let me know. Um, If so, it sure seems like it with this pricing, Stevie, all he's been doing is hitting the ball and they just keep him under 4k uh, so he's a guy that I like. You know, you already talked about Correa at forty-five, Altuve at forty-six. I could pass on Bregman uh, in terms of price and still have a really quality Houston lineup. So I, I love this spot for them today. You know, I, I definitely think it's a tournament, a tournament uh, spot to pick them up.
1: Oakland at Seattle is where we finish out. Um, Kaperlin against Gilbert's. Um, you know, two young arms that. Really have, like, some big-time potential. Kaplan is somebody that, I mean, I've talked really high about, Um and he's coming off of a really great start against this team last time out. I mean, Will, I'm going right back to the well. I, I know he's 9,100, but on teams that, like, I can't play Burns and Rodon together, like, I'll look at Kaplan. Um I think those are the three pitchers that I'm going to use on this slate and just kind of mix and match them.
2: Yeah, man, I'm with you. And, and that's, that's kind of the, the build that I think most people are going to go with, with the, you know, and burns build. And I don't think it's the wrong build. You know, I just think we can get a little bit of leverage if we spend all the way up the road dome. But if you can't, you know, fit the bats in, you know, that extra thousand could, could really help you uh, with some of these bats. So I'm with you. He's definitely being play. I'm not afraid of Seattle. They've been striking out. Uh, let's definitely get him in our portfolio uh, of players at the pitcher position.
1: Um, I mean, the other side, I mean, Gilbert has some serious potential, but I don't think I'm going to play him in this spot.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not doing it. Nope.
1: Can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> um, any, any interest in the Oakland bats here?
2: I do like the Oakland Bats, Stevie. And look, I I do know that Gilbert, uh, he's probably going to come around and at some point things are going to click for him, right? But until that happens completely, I want to take shots. I like this team as a stack. Give me some Connor, right? Uh, He's definitely a guy I want to play. Give me some Matt Olson at 4,700. I just, I like this spot. I'll even play some Jed Lowry here. Uh, I really like like this spot for Oakland.
1: Um yeah, man, I think Oakland is like that like potential hammer. So yeah. Yep. And then I mean on the other side, I really don't see myself playing Seattle. I mean, you could always play Haniger or Seeger if you want to, but I'm probably out here. Yep, not doing it um that's really it let's play the morning grind game and then um we're gonna get out of here uh under 8k to get six or more strikeouts
2: uh i think i think we're gonna be going with our good friend mr Jamison tyon come on down
1: i mean that's really the guy um (laughs) I mean, but you could
2: get there on a good day.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's the other guy. Like, yeah, I'll take Bundy, I guess. <laughs> um, over 8k to score under 15, who's your bus today?
2: Uh Man, we just talked about this guy. I'm actually going to take uh, It's between two guys, and they're both about the same. I think I'm going to take Rodriguez because I know Houston strikes out a lot less.
1: All right. All right. Um, I was going to say the same thing. I'll take Vincent Velasquez, I guess. Um, yep. He was I, my next one. Those are those are clearly the guys. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. We, get, we don't have cores. You can pick anybody you want. Man, give me Nick Castellanos. Talked about him earlier. I think
2: he's forty five hundred. I made sure I wrote his name down. I like Nick Castellanos today. Love him.
1: I mean, I'm right there with you. Um, I like Cincinnati a lot. I'm gonna take Matt Olson. Um, he's having a a really good home run season so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with a Matt Olson home run against Gilbert in this one. Um, under four K to get two hits. Who do you got?
2: man easy 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 brandon crawford 3800 Talked about him as well uh made sure i penciled his name down uh brandon crawford ladies and gentlemen
1: i like it um i'm gonna go tyler Nyquin. i one Ooh. of these is gonna be a home run so yeah, um that's a
2: good one i like that one. can't remember
1: the last time he had multi-hits in a game but if one's a home run it counts as two right um <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna change the game. Uh, uh like <laughs> I've said this for years. Uh give me a stack to score six or more runs today.
2: Uh honestly. Well clearly, we're clearly we're being honest. I think I like uh I think I like San Francisco here. I know I just talked about it, but I man, they've been playing good baseball. I'm going to go with San Francisco, even with Belt out of the lineup.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to go Reds. I like the Reds a lot Yeah. on this one. We don't have a ton of lines out. Is there anything kind of standing out to you here um, night before?
2: Um, Last I checked, no, that was today's line. I was about to say we had a six and a half, but that was today. Um, do you have a line out on Milwaukee yet? I, no. I don't see one. Yeah, I didn't
1: think so. Milwaukee's going to uh, be like a two fifty favorite.
2: Yeah, but I'm 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 trying to think about what's the Do you think the run total? Because today it came in like six and a half. It's with, probably uh, going to be six
1: and a half again. <sighs> <laughs> Throw
2: him will me, off. Give, give me give me give me the under on six and a half if it comes in at six and a half. Like just give <laughs> me the under.
1: He's like Detroit's not scoring a run today, and I don't think Milwaukee's <laughs> scoring seven. Right, um, right. <laughs> that's what it comes down to correct (laughs) i mean i again i think wade miley is a really decent real life pitcher give me cincinnati minus um they're minus like 120 um i like the reds in this one i'll I'll take i'll give a little juice on that one and um i mean you can shop it too i'm seeing some places that the reds are like minus 109 so if you just shop that around a little bit um it's gonna move so hopefully you listen to this early and get it in there. But, uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man. Happy Memorial Day
2: uh, to everyone that serves the country. Stevie, super pumped that we're going to be kicking it for some MLB.
1: That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome day. We'll be back on Tuesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.